Yeah, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, The OSG. What's going on, y'all, man? It's, it's, it's your boy, The Sick One. We out here. Uh, I don't even know what day it is, man. Time it's, went forward. Let's, hold on, let's see. Let's You're talking see. about messing up a day. It's, today is the 14th. Today is the 14th. March 14th, time is officially sprung forward. A month ago, hearts was everywhere. They were. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so every, like, every kiss begins with K. Yes. <laughs> As y'all didn't know, a month ago it was February 14th, so it was, it was Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. Like we scattered around the room. Yes. You know I mean? Yes. So, uh, yes. So we welcome. Thank y'all for another edition of Two Brothers in the Bible. Um, again, we firmly believe that the Bible is the truth and the only truth. We believe that it is timeless. We believe that there is no pro prophetic truth that was spoken in Jesus' time that doesn't have a prophetic future. Um, and so that's what we mean by timeless. So whatever was spoken then was spoken in a time that he knew would come about in today's time. And so you can see some things that were spoken in Christ's time that we're seeing in today's time, like um, even just society and how you, if you read the story of Noah and what they were doing in their society, it kind of mirrors what yep. we're doing here today. So yeah. that's what I mean by that. I know it's like a lot of re repetition, but we believe in that. Um, and we're grounded in that. Um, we, two individuals that come from two different walks of life. Uh, we didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. OG kind of did. Um, but Christ saved both of us in the same fashion, the same manner, because he loves us all together. So just thank you here. We're coming from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, we, uh, have a podcast, which is two brothers in the Bible, which you're on right now, right? Our ministry yeah. is one, four, eight. Um, four, eight. yeah, we have an email address and that we want you guys to use. And we're going to kind of switch up a little bit of the process today. We'll kind of get you hip to that. But our email is one, one O N E the number four E I G H T. Um, at no 2020 at gmail.com one, four, eight, 2020 at gmail.com. So we want you to hit us up, let us know your thoughts, comments, feedback, questions, whatever it is. Again, we wanted to create a podcast that was about the people for the people. You know what I mean? Just two guys doing life, real life, giving you our perspective about what God is doing for us, about the Bible. And it's not two guys that are like, we're not some theologians, we're not some big no. time... You know, we don't have PhD doctorates in in right. in theology, all the fancy titles, all the fancy titles the yeah, <laughs> all the letters and everything. Yeah. We just we we have life experience. We have lived experience. Yeah, a lot more to go, Lord's willing. Man, Lord's willing. So welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome man, to the lair. Man, he always do that, man. He sound like something off of one of his video uh, games, like Mortal Kombat. I swear he could be a voiceover. Yes, he in the wrong business, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crazy. Yes. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. But uh, OG man, how how you feeling, bro? Like, <laughs> you sure you want to ask me that? Uh, pretty sure. <laughs> I'm tired. That's I'm sleepy. That's that's how I'm feeling. So you may catch a couple of yawns in this, you know. But I'm here, you know. It's all about pushing through, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it. Well, I think again, I think today kind of just. Whenever that time changes, it just messes up your schedule. You know what I mean? You wake up. But you wouldn't think you wouldn't think a one hour would be a big difference. I uh, know it's crazy, right? It just, like, it just throws just, you off. Like, it's just an hour. Like, yeah. Tell me, I woke up. I was supposed to be at church at at eight thirty, right? I woke up. It was eight thirty. Eight. 
<laughs> Message. <laughs> yes, I got up. I'm like, let me let me get dressed and get ready to get up oh, out of here, man. 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 Oh man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and it's, I guess even being tired is okay because it's okay to be tired. You know, like I said, it's not one of we're not gonna give you. When, trust me, we're not gonna give you one of those cookie cutter answers where it's like, oh, heavenly Father, gracious God. I'm tired, but when I'm with the spirit and I've got life, ah, bro, no, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired, bro. I'm struggling, man. I'm fighting demons right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they out here on my neck. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like Ghostbusters out here. Bro. Hey, you know what, what was that? Winston and Egon and them. Hey, hey. hey, nobody cared for Winston, bro. Nobody. Crazy. He was the only black dude on that only show. Only black they, dude. Let him go. Whatever. Oh man, that's crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, so we decided, like, one of the things we looked at um, as we enter this new year in our format, we're going to kind of change it up because, again, we, we wanted to tackle some real questions. And so we're going to kind of, our segments will look like real questions of the day, which we call crucial conflicting questions. Um, and then we're going to an encouraging corner, and then we break down our bible of the day which is we're in in right now we're currently in in the book of hebrews hebrews um which are bricks so that's yeah. kind of our format so each episode we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit so you'll know our format because we'll we'll tackle a question which is why we want you guys to email us questions that you think are really we want the difficult questions the ones you think christians don't want to answer the ones you think um you haven't had a clear answer on so give us those hard difficult questions again we're going to answer it to the best way we can we're not the ultimate truth or the only truth so, but we just want to answer that based upon what we've seen. So, um, and how it lines up with scripture too. Yeah. Yeah. How it lines up with scripture and for the most part is giving you some, some, some points that, cause, you, cause what if you don't know scripture? So we want to give you points that help you understand why it's not good from a practical sense, but then also align it with what scripture says mm -hmm. um, about it as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, we, we're going to, um, we're going to do that. So, uh, that's kind of where we're at. Again, we're glad to have y'all here, man. It's March. The sun about to come out. Summer's on its way. Yeah. Feeling good. Ready for it. Hey, hold on, bro. You just skipped completely over spring. Cause you know, we in Cincinnati, bro. It, it go yeah. from one to the next. We, we don't ever. We got no in between. Nah. Just like it went from, it went from what? Summer to fall, so yes, yeah. it went from summer straight to winter, straight to winter. Like, yeah, we don't yeah, have like transitions, a, a day of fall, yeah. And really, we about to spend all our days, uh, inside or chasing cicadas because them 17 year boys coming out they here are. in the spring and they supposed to be flooded. They have gonna you ever be, ate a cicada? I did when seven, pop, 10 years, 12 years ago. Was it cooked or was it? Yeah, it was like you know, their stores were selling them. We tried one, it might not have been a real one. I don't know. Was it good? I know, bugs, I, I know when we ate those one bugs at work, yeah. those were just Was crunchy. it good? It was just dry. <laughs> Is any bug It was good? like a shit. Uh, it was like. <laughs> 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 it was like the inside of it wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, it's weird. I mean, it's, it's different, you know what I mean? Like, it's just crunchy because, like, we have a place called Jungle Gems, and they sell, like, exotic foods and things mm -hmm. and and different bugs and maggots you can eat because you know protein content, all that crazy stuff. But we tried it, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen this year. I'm looking forward to seeing what what happens in that. You know, the locusts. 
It's biblical, man. The plagues of Egypt. One of them was the locusts came out. These cicadas, yeah. they they supposed to be thick. They supposed to, they don't they eat up the um eat up grain and stuff. They eat it all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. these supposed to come out in the millions and droves. The seven, these are like seventeen years. It's like seventeen years, ten years. I think there's another one, but like yeah, this one's supposed to be like this supposed to be the baddest. It's one. supposed to be it. Yeah, it's supposed to be and it. And when so. is when is this? Is it supposed to be a specific day or any moment now? Like any like really spring. They said what they said was is as it rains and the temperature rises, the rain draws them forward, and you'll start to see these little mud burrows coming up, these tunnels coming up from the ground. And then the more it rains and the more temperature rises, then they start coming out. So it's supposed to be raining like here soon. Some old mimic stuff. Yeah. Remember that movie, The Mimic? Yeah, that was crazy, man. Hey. I'm mad you watched that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So. Hey, man. Craziness, bro. But uh, yeah, so let's, let's dive into the question. If you haven't noticed, man, we playing some old school blues. My heritage, my moms and everybody, we all from Louisiana down in Norco. So um, shout out to my Aunt Belle and everybody down there. Uh, my cousin Poochie, man, what up? But uh, we like that blues, man. That banjo. I tell you, I hear that banjo going, boy. It does something to my soul. I don't know, boy. So that guitar, that blues playing. So we got that in the background. We try to have something in the background anytime. Something you got to listen to. Um, and just going for there. So uh, let's dive into the question, man. So the question for this episode is, is pornography and masturbation a sin and is it acceptable to do as Christians? Why or why not? Mm. Boom. We're going to start off on fire. Hardcore. We're like, starting off off the rip. You got me on the surgery table. Man, cut. Ah. <laughs> what you think, OG, man? What, what you think uh, about that? That's a that's a, that's a that's a million dollar question, man, with 12 million dollar answers. Man. Because the, the, the lie that I believed was... You know, if I'm watching it with my wife when I was married, mm-hmm. then hey, you know what? I could I could learn some things and we can better enhance our our sex life in our marriage. You know, and I'm thinking like if we're doing it together, then it's okay. Like that that was that was something that I thought and I believed for a yeah. moment. You know. And it's just like I used to battle out like like people be like 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 somebody would say, Man, you was faithful. You you was you was faithful to your wife, you know. You was faithful. You was faithful. Like, nah, was I really? Maybe, maybe because is it because I wasn't stepping out physically? Yeah. But what I was doing, I was turning on pornography, gratif- self gratifying myself. But I'm lusting after the woman that's on this image. That's no, there's no different. But the world to say, well, you didn't cheat. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. But it's, it's all about who eyes, what lens are you looking through? Are you looking through the worldly lens? Of that's real about self, or are you looking through how God sees it? Yeah, and, and I and I got easily caught up into that. Like, man, I, went, I didn't cheat. I, I didn't go out and sleep with nobody. I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Like, ah. And as I look back, hindsight twenty twenty, man, I was cheating like crazy. Yeah, I mean, you definitely can look at it as as that, right? Like you're cheating. Um, so you believe that? So you're saying that it's not good. Even in the context of marriage. Nope. Okay. And Knowing so, what I know now. Yeah, yeah. And so you look at it as cheating. So is it cheating on your wife? Like, what is it? What do you mean cheating when you say that? So like, what, I, what I think it's doing is it's setting, it's setting you up for assumptions. Like, because you, you, I'm just going to come from my experience. I see something 
on the screen and what I'm watching then I expect when I go to be intimate with my ex-wife at the time I would expect those things to portray out mm. and if it didn't portray out then I feel some type of way yeah you know, which okay. is not which is not cool it's not fair to her you know it's not even it's like it's not valuing her I'm valuing her as an object yeah. you, you know what I'm saying and that's yeah. and that's not that's not right no it's not right so I want to give some quick stats on this. Look this up. I've been just looking at different stats about like pornography in the church and and where it's at. And it says recently it talked about how over 40 million Americans are regularly visitors to porn sites. The average visit lasts six minutes and 29 seconds. Mm. They got it down to a visit. Right. Um, there are around there are around 42 million porn websites. 42 million porn websites. Mm. Which totals around 370 million pages of porn. So just think about that for a second, right? You're telling me that there's over 42 million porn sites, right? Let's Dang. See. Goodness. Let's mm. see. Let's see what. Uh, that's a lot of. That's a lot of pages, bro. That is. A lot of videos. A lot of content. So we just said, so 42, so it's crazy because over 40 million Americans regularly visit sites, but then there's around 42 million porn sites. So if there's just 40 million Americans, everybody has one site to themselves. <laughs> Pretty much. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's that, it's, that's a lot to have one individual page for yourself, right? But think about this. As of 2019, there was three... 328.2 million people in the United States. 2019. Mm. Right? Yeah, and, and, and it looked like that case is just rising yeah. too. But then they said, so how many, we said 328 point million, mm. right? It could be more. I feel like it's got to be more than that, but maybe, maybe not. Let's see what it says 2020. No? It was about right. 331 million people as of 2020, they said. Um, but it says the U.S. is... A so, 331 million people yeah. have got on the sites? No, that's just three. That's the census. Like, the number of people in America is three, 331 people in America. It says that the U.S. is the third largest country in the world, outnumbered by only two demographic billionaires, China and India, at just over 1.4 billion and just under 1.4 billion, respectively. Those two, those two countries have more people than America. America has 331 million. China and India have 1.4 billion, and just under. And India is just under 1.4 billion. They're packed in there, too. Packed, right? So, but get this. Three. Oh, ho, 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 hold on. You said that 331 million people, people. In, in the United States. Yes. And then f there's 42 million sites? So check this out. Which totals to around 370 million pages of porn. That's a page per person. There's more pages of pornography than there are people, people in America. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts, isn't it? It says, it says, it says the porn industry's annual revenue is more than the NFL, NBA, and NBL, MLB combined. Dang. It is also more than the combined revenues of ABC, CBS, and NBC. 47% of families in the United States report that pornography is a problem in their home. Um, 
Pornography use increases the marital infidelity rate by more than 300%. Mm. Here goes. 70% of Christian youth pastors report that they have at least one teen come to them for help in dealing with pornography. Uh, 68% of church-going men and over 50% of pastors view porn on a regular basis. Of young Christian adults, 18 and 24 years old, 76% actively search porn. 59% of pastors said that that married men seek their help for porn use. Um, and it, let's go to this last one here. 57% of pastors say porn addiction is the most damaging issue in their congregation. And 69% say porn has adversely impacted the church. Mm. 50% of pastors. 50%. Now... Those are some interesting stats. Um, and I think it's interesting when we really think about this topic because we're quick to be like, oh, I can't believe you do that. Or mm-hmm. we're, And the one thing we always know is that we're always quick to, to condemn. Oh, I can't believe. I can't believe that. But if you listen to those stats, there's 370 million pages of porn. And there's 331 million people. It, this industry ain't blowing up because nobody's looking at it. It's it's simple it's it's simple supply and demand, right? If it's not in supply, if it's not in demand, then you're not supplying it, right? They're not going to create 370 million pages if nobody's looking at it. And it diminishes if, if, it if wasn't. the demand isn't there, right? right yeah. So what what we know is, is is it's quick to be like we're quick to be like, oh man, I can't believe such and such and that, or if a pastor gets in trouble, or if you are doing something, or somebody finds something, and you're like, oh, I can't believe they would look at pornography, da 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 da. You're like, I started when I started looking at stats, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So you're the one person that doesn't look at it. What that stat tells me is that it's so profound and worldwide and so prevalent that everybody at least looks at it. Somehow, some way. Right? I've been guilty of that. Yeah. Right? And I know that I've had to go on my journey of 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 healing because of broken relationships in my past, because of broken parental relationships in my past, that it was something that had to be tackled. Right? Mm-hmm. But also because we didn't look at it right. I remember when I was young, and my dad introduced me. Now, he didn't do it like it wasn't on purpose, but he had, remember the uh, uh, Sports Illustrated magazine? That was my first encounter when I was a young kid. I was downstairs in my basement one day, playing around, messing around. There was a box, and I happened to hit it, knocked over, and all these magazines spilled out. And I started the journey of misunderstanding. But the problem, too, was is that nobody was there to talk to me about it, mm-hmm. to help me understand the concept of it, right? And they even said... Um, I think the percent of women now uh, looking at pornography I think is is on the rise from the last time I remember um, what they said. It says, I think a survey said that more than one in three women watch porn at least. One in three women watch porn at least once a week. And if you think about it, right? If you think about why that number is so vast, because see, we most people who look, who either are saying something or judge it, are only looking at what you consider the grotesque part of it, mm-hmm. the deep grotesque stuff. But what about your movies that always have sex scenes in it? What about your TV shows that just music videos, music videos, TV shows? The TV shows especially are always what they're always condoning masturbation. They're always condoning this type of, of Car- behavior. Hey, cartoons, cartoons, the same thing, right? Because they're like, oh, it's cool. What are you about to do? I'm about to go home and do X, Y, and Z. They're like. 
They're like, oh, man, well, don't do too long. You know, whatever the case is, they're always condoning it. So it's become so normalized in our normal TV watching that we are so uncensored by what we're watching that we don't even realize that we're taking in what they call soft pornography, right? Mm -hmm. Soft porn. So we're watching it on TVs, on our Netflix series. I mean, if anybody watched, what's the... Uh, 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 what's that? Game of Thrones. If you watch Game of Thrones, you was deep in it. Mm-hmm. Deep in it. I remember, because I remember, I never watched a series, but I remember somebody was like, oh my God, you gotta watch Game of Thrones. It's so good. And this is people, church all around, Christian brothers and sisters, whoever, they oh, I just, I can't wait to get home. I gotta record them watching Game of Thrones. I'm like, what is so special about Game The first time I turned it on, it was, <laughs> I was like, oh, and for, I'm like, oh, I can't watch that because yeah. uh, the that's same, a trigger. Like, the same I'm a thing happened to me. Like, hey, I'm like, turn it like, off. Are bro. we really watching this right now? Like, turn. I'm like, man. Yeah. First shot was like, boom, full face in your face. I was like, but that's a TV show that's popular. But guess who's also watching those TV shows? Our children. Our children. I, I know teens I was working with that are like 12, 10, 11, 12, and they're talking about they know more about Game of Thrones than I do. Now, the innocent eyes tell them that. I'm not focused on that. I'm more worried about that. But if you're taking it in, you cannot unsee what you've already seen. You can't unsee something you saw. Yeah. I still, because, you know, I was I was addicted to porn and, you know, God has delivered me from that. But the, the temptations still be there. Oh. But, um, but I, there's images seared in my mind. Yeah. From stuff I've seen years ago. Yeah. And so that brings me to why I think why pornography and masturbation is not good in the context of being single or the context of marriage. Because of what you just said. Part of the reason what you just said. Those images are seared in your mind. And so what happens is, whether you do it consciously or unconsciously, whatever relationship you get into, you begin to do what? You begin to compare. You begin to compare what you saw and what you desire is to be satisfied in that way. And so when that person doesn't do that for you, then you're like, well... Then you have problems. You have chaos, right? You have problems in a relationship, problems in a marriage. And then, you, then eventually you're just like, well... That's fine. You can't sass me this way, so I'll just go do it myself. Mm. And so what happens is you begin to do what? You begin to learn how to satisfy yourself. So therefore, your partner can no longer satisfy you in an authentic, organic way because you have already created a pit or a mold that they're supposed to fit that they're never going to be able to do. Mm. And so from the very first time they touch you or kiss you, you're like, nope, you're not doing it the right way. And that whole encounter now becomes less, right? Especially if you're married. Right. And so and, and that's why masturbation is not good, too, because you have learned to satisfy yourself in a way that your partner will never be able to do because you know you better than anybody else. But you don't allow your partner to have the to have the the freedom to be able to explore you in a way that allows them to find out what you like in order to to build towards satisfying. you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because if you're constantly doing it yourself every time you have an encounter, you're always not unsatisfied. And what happens is if you're married and you've had any and we know that when you get married, you become one sexual encounter. You become one. And when you become one. You feel the other person feels. So if that person's trying to satisfy you, they feel that you're not being satisfied and they're going to take it on as shame. They take it on as I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not woman enough. I don't belong here. I'm not pretty. Whatever they decode, whatever's been in their life, whatever sin, whatever lie they've believed, they are going to believe that off that encounter because you're not involved in it because you're only thinking about something else, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're so busy doing, or what happens is you, you put yourself in positions because you know what you like. And so you're not allowing the other person, you never satisfy them or never be truly intimate with them because you're only trying to get yourself in certain positions because you know it's going to satisfy you. Mm -hmm. And they feel that too. 
They feel like nothing more than a piece of meat just at, at your mm -hmm. at your leisure. And then we'll we'll know. You'll hear you'll hear scripture be used all the time about, oh well, my body's not my body, your and your body's mine and my body's yours. And so I'm allowed to use it however I want to satisfy me because that's what keeps us together. That's not how that's supposed to that's not what no, the scripture means. Not at all. Not at all, right? But we use it for that, right? Yeah. Um and so that's why, you know, then looking at it, especially from a man's perspective, is because your wife is not going to look like what's on the screen. Because that's either cropped, that's either surgical, that's either uh, green screen, that's uh, CGI, whatever the case is, right? They've got all these cinematic techniques that can make something look so great that you're gonna, that when you get with, from a man's perspective, when you get your wife, you're going to be like, man, this, you don't look like her. In your head, you're saying that, right? Right, yeah. But anybody that works out, anybody that knows about health and fitness, anybody that's been married and your woman has produced the most wealthiest, most precious gift of all, which is children, you know that your body changes. Just the miracle of birth changes your body. The fact that the, 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 the hips, there's a thing called the pubic symphysis that sits in there that splits, that allows the hips to open up in order for the, for the birth canal to be, to produce something that's, I mean, it's a mini person coming out of a small. I mean, it's you know what I'm saying. Like, yes, I get you. If you think about yeah, this, like this, this is a human coming out of another human. And I'm talking about as I'm looking at Owens's head. Like, can you imagine this head coming? Like, he gonna split you far away. All right, I digress. Let me stop. Let me stop. I digress. I digress. But but it's the miracle of birth, and so we are not able to truly, fully celebrate and honor the woman for who she's supposed to be and how she's supposed to be honored in her beauty because we are so busy looking at a clay model of something that we think should be. Mm. And that distorts your view of everything that you're supposed to see. And so now you walk around every day and looking at this person and you might, and again, sometimes it's called a poker face. Our poker face sucks. So what you think in your head shows on your face and in your body language. Mm-hmm. And so if you're so busy every day looking at this clay model, this CGI cinematic model of a woman who's just everything you need, and then you walk in the house and see your wife, automatically your body shifts and be like, right? And she's like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Why? Because you are not happy with what you have because you have been distorted by a lie that the enemy has sold you to keep your eyes off of the true prize. Mm. Because, again, Genesis tells us that man and woman was created equal in their image. If you think about their image, that was the spirit image of Christ who was perfect, right? And then he came in the human flesh to give us the human perfection of Christ. So, therefore, when God sees the spirit, he recognizes the spirit. And when he sees the human, he recognizes the human form of Christ. So, if we're not in Christ, then we're not right. That goes into a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. But... If you are not able to honor and see your wife as the same perfect perfection creation that God created, that Christ is, then you're because you're looking at a distorted view of what the flesh is, you're not looking at it right. Because mm. what we saw on the cross is the flesh can be mangled and distorted and changed. Yes. Mom. And only Christ, if you know somebody else, let me know that I've seen go into the grave mangled and destroyed as flesh and rise again as perfect flesh, unscarred and untattered, except for some, some wounds that he purposely wanted you to see. Mm, that's key. He purposely wanted you to see. And we don't know what else we've seen because I, mean, I was Because it was like, I know like from like watching movies and like reading, like those, those I think those wounds were for Thomas. Because you know, Thomas doubted. He was like, right. 
So right. did James. Yeah. His right. brother, his half brother, they none of them believed in who Jesus was until he came back and it wasn't until he was resurrected and showed himself to them that they started to believe in the God. I mean, your own brother. Yeah. I know you say you're the Christ, but uh, I ain't buying it. Right? <laughs> and not only did my brother not believe in me, which I know I get mad at sometimes when people are like, I feel like I'm not heard, right? I can only imagine how it just shows you the power of Jesus that the fact that I know you don't believe me, so it's cool. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to go to the grave for you anyway. You don't believe me. You know, listen, I say, and if, I'm gonna show myself to you. And he and he do it. He do it so calm though, Mike. Like Ooh, it, it, ain't, it ain't like what you don't believe me. Watch me. Right. Like it ain't like 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 what we do today. We be like, oh, what you think I'm you think I'm flogging? Oh, I, well, I'm about to show you. Right. Christ yeah. said, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You don't it's believe okay. in me. You know what? I'm gonna yeah. die for you anyway. Yeah. Like like man, what? Crazy. So you knowing knowing me, knowing that I'm gonna reject you. Knowing that I'm gonna spit practically spit in your face, you gonna do it still anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah. that's love on a whole yeah. nother level. And so and how that ties into what we're talking about is because it's that rejection, right? It's 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 honing in particularly for this topic, right? It's the rejection yeah. that we're speaking of that our partner feels or whoever you're with feels because you were looking at something else. Your eyes have shifted to something else. And so especially in the context of marriage. You're doing that in relationships. If you're dating or courting, it's going to be hard too because you're going to build rejection in them too. And if we build rejection in somebody else, what do we become then for them? Which the gospel tells us. Stumbling block. We don't want to become a stumbling block for our brother or sister. Yeah. So if I'm dating somebody and I'm looking at this picturesque person on the screen and I meet you and I, and then and, and you don't meet up to the standards that I think or whatever. And a lot of people nowadays, you know, premarital sex, marriage, whatever the case is, you build rejection into that person now. They again, there's so many things that are causing us rejection in this world as it is. And then that happens. The one thing that we hold sacred, which is love, which is acceptance, which is belonging, and we build rejection, we are becoming a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. Right? And there's some scripture now. I look at it more from now. You'll hear there is no scripture that is directly, directly talking about pornography or masturbation. There's there's scripture talking about adultery. But what I look at it, what we, what I've been talking about, what I look at is it's the yeah. comparison, yeah. it's shifting the eyes, and so like you look at, there's a scripture James three sixteen for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, selfish ambition. I'm doing this because I'm selfish because I want myself to be pleasured. I don't want to sacrifice and allow somebody else to do it. I don't want to have to go through the growing pain, so I'm just gonna do it myself. It's easier to do this way, right? Because it makes me feel good and I feel satisfied. So. James 3.16, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder in every vile practice. There will be disorder. Yeah. Now, I've been divorced twice. When I was broken, when I was not in Christ, when I didn't know anything about the gospel. And what he showed me since he saved me and walked with me is that the reason I was in disorder is because I was, I was locked in jealousy and selfish ambition. And my whole life was disorder. Nothing went right. That's why I fell. That's why I had divorces. That's why things happen. That's why when I fell, God, Jesus himself was like, man, I got you, but you got to follow me. And what he was really telling me is I can help put order back to your life. Mm. And when I was in order, it starts stacking up and life became simple. I didn't, not that I didn't have any more problems. It just became more simple, right? right? Let me give you a couple more scriptures and we'll there move on. There was one, um, maybe you could search this. It's like, do not put anything vile before your eyes. Do, you know what that was from? Do not put anything 
vial before your eyes. Before your eyes. Scripture. Covenant eyes. Right? Uh, you Psalm? Yep. Psalm 101. Yep. That's 101. 101.3. That's it. Looks like. Um, so even that, though, just look at the tech. That's the joy of technology that God granted us. We can look stuff up really easy. Yes, you know all I mean? you need to know is a few words. Yeah, soon it won't be that way, but it says... <laughs> you ain't never lie. Psalm 101, <laughs> verse 3. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part of it, in it, right? Mm -hmm. um, a couple more that we give. Proverbs fourteen thirty. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Envy makes the bones rot. So, I, I, jealousy, longing. jealousy, right? And that, that, that jealousy comes from you longing for a woman that you can't have because you want her to look like what look like your wife or whoever your yeah. significant other is, yeah. and you you longing for that. So you now you're jealous because look, he got that on the screen, yeah. and I want yeah. that. But and, and and because you're longing for something that's not real, and so also what ends up happening too is is some of these I've seen some relationships and some individuals where they guilt or shame their spouse so much that they go out and do surgeries but i mean you people are getting butt injections lip injections they're getting their hips shaved they're getting ribs removed all to do what to have a look that is being manufactured that's not real so when we so it, this also talks about when we begin to alter what was already created perfect we are now telling god that what you, you created isn't right and you made a mistake because we need to have this god already and that's why I was saying it's timeless because what God had already said in the beginning when he created childbirth, he already knew what was going to come from it because he said you're not supposed to be locked into the flesh, but the spirit. You're supposed to love the spirit. And when you love from the heart, you can see the person with the beauty, right? I, they say beauty lies in the eye of the beholder, but the beholder has to, the beholder's eye has to hold the beauty. And if your beauty is locked in flesh, then guess what? Because you could get in an accident today. Something could happen here. You could lose a limb. You could be at war. Anything could happen to where that could be changed in an instant. What's going to keep you connected to that person in true love? Not sex. Not masturbation. Not pornography. Not some look. Because it's changed. Don't be doing that, bro. Uh, oh, no. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh gee, be looking like something's behind me, bro. Don't say that. Last last scripture here. There's a lot of good ones, um, but First Corinthians three three. For you are still of flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, you are not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way. Oh, and I'm sorry, I read that wrong. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? It changes it, right? Mm. So that's what he's asking. Are you not in the flesh, right? Romans twelve two. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's it's got to hold the beauty. Your mind has to hold the beauty. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So that's what I'm saying. So like, you can go through, and and and, and, and there's scriptures that say don't don't live for people. Um, Galatians 1.10, am I saying this now to win the approval of people or God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people. I would not be Christ's servant. That's the last one. We'll end on that one. Galatians 1.10. Am I saying this now to win the approval of people or the approval of God? Which one are you trying to do? Mm. Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. He's telling you very concretely. 
If you're more worried about the look and what people think of you, or if you're more worried about if I don't look this way, I'll never get a wife or I'll never get a husband. And if you're worried about pleasing people, then we're not, we're no longer Christ's servant. So the question is, are you more worried about the approval of people or the approval of God? Shout out to our man, Danny Harper, uh, Donnie Harper. I said yeah. Danny. I don't know why I said Danny. Donnie, Donnie uh, who has good company. If you need to check him out, check him out. Good company. But he told us one day in his shop, man, and I'll never forget this. He said, you got to be free from people. You got to divorce yourself. When he said that, yeah. man, it made so much sense. He's like, I learned to be free from people. And he was talking about this right here, this scripture. I was no longer seeking the approval of people. So quick plug, you know, we do we are doing some commercials. Check out the good company. G-O-O-D, good company. Donnie Hopper, man, that's our guy. He good people's man. He's got a good Christian uh clothing line. He good people's man. But when he said that, it was so true and it rang true. So um so yeah, we that's a huge topic. We could talk on all day again. We're not the experts. This is just stuff that we thought about, things that we're thinking, things that we've seen, things that we've been through, because we have lived experience. We'll say it, I've said it all the time, and our pastor said it again today. We are perfectly imperfect. Yes. I am one of the most broken individuals you ever want to meet. I'm the most flawed individual you want to meet. Paul said it best. I am the least of these. Oh, wretched man that I oh, am. Oh, wretched man that I am. For I know my wrongdoing, my sin is ever before me. That's Psalm 51. Right? So I, I don't plan on being perfect. If you don't listen to this, because I, I hey, I'm real. I struggle. I don't been through, I don't been through the storm, in the storm, keep going in the storm. Mm-hmm. But I'm a Christ follower and he keeps convicting me. He lets me know where I need to be at. And so, again, we're not we're not if you're looking for some perfect answer. There's no perfect answer. We just want to bring things that highlight things that we've seen and done and where we've been at. And so this is who we are, man. So. So, yeah. So, again, email us one four eight at one four eight twenty twenty at Gmail dot com. O.N.E. Number four. E.I.G.H.T. Twenty twenty at Gmail dot com. Send us a question you have. We, we want to we're going to continue this. This is going to be our new format. We want to tackle some very difficult questions that most don't want to answer. So if you have a question, man, send it. Email us so we can check it out. And that will be the next question we ask on this episode. If not, we'll just keep going with the questions we have until we start hearing. But we want to hear from you guys. So let us know. Um, so appreciate it. We're going to move on now to a little word of encouragement from the OSG and the Encouraging Corner. Or like he <laughs> likes to say, the Encouraging Square. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Square. Hey, it's, I'm telling you, man, being on Zoom calls, Google Meet calls, I've become a square. Become a square. I'm so <laughs> yeah. tired. So I um I read a quote and it says, Never be a prisoner of your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. Mm, mm. And when I read that, mm. I instantly thought of this script Romans eight, one through two. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus, through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So when we it, condemnation makes you and reminds you of your past. And Christ came to a, to get rid of that to, so that we can be free. And we're no longer in a life sentence, but it was just a lesson to learn. That's good, man. That, that was good. It's not a life sentence. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the OSG. <laughs> Look at him out here. You know what I mean? He out here doing big things, man. Playing the banjo. It's crazy. So real quick before we jump into the scripture and get and get out of here, uh, I just saw something on here that was just really powerful connected to what we were talking about with pornography. It's called, you can look it up online, 
It's called fightthenewdrug.org. It talks about porn isn't a guy issue. It's a human issue. Mm. Porn kills love. Bull. Don't it. So I'm going to check out that site more. I just happened to run across it. So I'm going to look at it and see what they say. But uh, check it out, man. And, and, you know, if you know, if you or anyone you know is struggling, let them know they're not alone. You know what I mean? It's like no different than mental health. It's no different than than drug addiction, alcoholism. It's no, it's no different than anything else, man. This is the new drug. And so let them know they're not alone. And this is a serious, serious topic. And don't shame somebody because you think that because you don't watch or whatever concept you think is out there, realize that if you're watching mainstream media and TV and Instagram and, and, and any of these shows, you're watching it too. Being indoctrinated. Being slowly but surely and eventually you will fall to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Golly. 60.2% 60 of women consume pornography now. It's crazy. Mm. All right, so take us in, OG. Where yeah, we at? Yeah, Where we so at? Where we, we, at? we in the book of Hebrews. We in a 58 break. And the reason why we say break is because Christ is the chief cornerstone. And the 58 brick is actually the 58 book because there's 66 books in the Bible. The 58 book is Hebrews, and that's where we at. All Hebrews. right. We on chapter three, I believe. Yes. Yes, it is. Chapter three. We on chapter three. And it's, it's some good stuff. I'm sorry. I'm still blown away by that stat, man. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm still hit on the one. 331 million? Yes, and, and then 373. Like, like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> man. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Lead us in, OG. It, 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 it started off. And, um, it says, Therefore, holy brothers, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. And right there, I underline, fix your thoughts on Jesus. And then I... I looked at um what verse is uh, it? um that's um verse one. Okay, chapter three, verse one. Part chapter three, verse one. Yeah, it says fix your thoughts on Jesus. So I went to different translations and just that section say in the NIV it say fix, in the ESV it say consider, in yeah. the NLT it say think carefully. Yeah, and it just reminds me is like like this this it plays so much on our mind. Like we gotta fix our thoughts. We gotta consider Jesus. We gotta think carefully about Jesus. And and it just, yeah, you just gotta fill your mind and your heart with the Word of God, and Christ being that living Word. Yeah. So that that part right there stuck out to me, just right out the door, right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting because. When you look at, at this passage in three, it's referring to Jesus as the high priest. And if you look at the context of Hebrew religion in that time, it was the high priest was the the go between uh, between God and the people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the high priest was considered the person that was elected most and they interceded with God on behalf of the people. Mm -hmm. So that's where we brought sacrifices to them, to the altar. We came to the high priest for forgiveness and for right and getting us right in, in right relationship with God, mm -hmm. it was the high priest's job, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is saying that Jesus is now our high priest. Yes. And so he's giving you that metaphor, that 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 context of why he's saying that, because in that in that manner he's the high priest. 
he not only came as the high priest, he even came as the one final sacrifice. Yeah, the final sacrifice, the second Adam, right? Yeah. He redeemed the first Adam, which you think about it, the second Adam is really the firstborn. So he came to redeem the house of uh, the children back to the household of God, right? And so it's so it's so crucial, man. Because Jesus was born first, but he was second in the flesh. So he's the second Adam, second Adam, second perfect human. But he's the firstborn, so therefore his job is to reconcile everybody back to the house of God. Back to the Father. Back to the Father's house, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. In verse 2, it says, He was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was in all his house. For he has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Talking about Jesus. But just so much, by, no, by just so much as the builder of the house has more honor than the house for every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Right. And so he's even telling you that like he's higher than Moses. And at that time, Moses was like, Moses was it mm -hmm. right. Like that was considered like the high, like he was, he was it. So that, that was really good too. And, 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 and this chapter is really talking about how he's greater than that. Right. And, and so, you know, Jesus had to become human, flesh and blood, so that he could die and rise again in order to destroy the devil's power over death. Reference Romans 6, 5 through 11. Only then could Christ deliver those who had lived in constant fear of death and free them to live for him. When we belong to God, we need not fear death because we know that death is only the doorway into eternal life. And if you think about the example of the Hebrew boys, the three Hebrew boys, right? Mm, yeah, and uh, Meshach yeah, and Azariah, yeah, yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. They stood before the king Nebuchadnezzar and they said... That was, you, that was six names. You might have to... Oh, well, the, the, I'm know. sorry. The original names is Han Hananiah, Meshach, and Azariah, the Hebrew names. And then he changed their names to Greek names, which is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay. Um, thank you for that. Uh -huh. um, but they, but the, the point, again, that, that stood out to me was when they told the king, they said... Let it be known that our God has the ability to save us. So they're telling you right then and there that whether it's in life or in death, he's going to get the glory. He's already got the glory. He's already got the glory. He'll get the glory in your world because if we decide to live, if he decides for us to live, then he got it if he did. But that is the freedom of death that he's talking about. They were free from death. They were free from the fear of death. They did not fear death because they already knew that they would be living in glory and freedom and eternal life. So they were, and they remember the king told anybody that if you don't, <laughs> if you don't bow down to me, I'm going to kill you. Any other time, that would have been like, oh, don't kill me, don't kill me. But they were free from death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they believed in who? Now, they, again, this is the Old Testament. They believe in God, so this is the forthcoming of that. But they, he, they knew that in God, I am free because I am free from death. So that was like the foreshadowing of what Jesus was doing yeah, in the yeah. flesh. But I'm free from that. So in this moment, they're telling you that because I'm not. I no longer fear death, whether you kill me or whether he keeps his life. My God has already got the glory and he has the ability to save us. Hmm. I'm telling you that in human form so you can understand it in your human mind. So whether I live or I die, he's already saved us. My God has the ability to save us however he chooses, but it's his choice. It's his will. So no matter what, he will already get the glory. Hmm. Man, you talk about... Yeah. Talk about some power, and they said, and they and they said that we know, and said we don't have to speak on this matter, and we will not bow to you. Boy, the king got upset. Boy, he said, oh, <laughs> oh, oh he foaming oh, at the mouth. Oh, 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 what? What? Oh, 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 oh. He barking and everything. Right? Turn the furnace up to so hot and try to throw him in there. 
crazy. We'll get into that later because that's, yeah. that's a deep story itself. Hey, but yes. keep going, bro, because I could go out there. Yes. Hey, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. I'm over, we going taking it to church, baby. You taking it I to church. Day, but yeah. Day. So um, but um, yeah, verse six says, But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. Pretty much basically what you was talking about. Yeah. And and we are his house. So Christ is faithful over us and pointing us back to God, to our Father. But then it says, if it says, if we hold on to our courage and hope of which we boast. That word if. Like Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are his house. So Christ is faithful over us if we hold on to our courage. Mm-hmm. So if we if we maintain our faith and our relationship with Christ and the hope of which we boast, then that will be it. And then like and it says like if we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast and then jump over to verse 14. It says that word if again and say we have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly to the end our confidence What'd you look up? I was looking. No, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. So, and, it, and those two things stick out for me. It's like he give us a direct command of, of what's going on, but then he follows up with that word if. Yeah. Like yeah. if, but if. if you choose to do this. If. And that's that free will, right? Yes. He and that and that's the thing about like God. We always say, well, why did God just just make us? Why did God do it? Why did he just if he didn't like even why did he just do that? Because God wants authentic relationships. Right. Which is the reason why a lot of people bucked against assigned marriages, which you can argue either way. But you want uh, you want somebody to love you because they love you, not because you're forcing to. Like if I if I say, hey, if you marry me, you can have all this. Like if you're for gold, right? Because mm-hmm. we understand money and the concept of money. If I say I've got all this gold and I own six countries, countries, mm. and I'm like, if you marry me, you can have all that. I'm gonna love you because I want that. Yeah, especially true. if you're power, right? Yeah. Now, sometimes you can love somebody because you don't care about that, but that he wants authentic relationships, and so he says, "It's up to you. I'm gonna give you all this stuff at your feet. If you love me, come this way. If you don't, you know what I mean? Because remember, you said something earlier about uncomfortability, right? And I don't know if that was in this session or, or earlier, but God wants to grow you in the place that's the most uncomfortable, and it's important that you identify that uncomfortable place. Because typically the uncomfortable place is where God's going to land at. We saw that in the rich young ruler. He didn't go to the thing that was comfortable for him. The rich young ruler was smart. He was well-spoken. He knew everything. He could talk. I mean, he had everything. He had all knowledge of the scriptures. He knew everything. But where did God go? God went to the most uncomfortable place that the rich young ruler wasn't willing to go and address. And he did what? He resided in that uncomfortable place and said, if you want me, if you want everything you say, and sell everything and get rid of it. Not because he was worried about his riches, because I want to attack your uncomfortable place. Mm. And that was too uncomfortable for him. He said, oh, well, I uh, can't do that. Yeah. He left. Yeah. He left. To his face, like. You told Jesus no. <laughs> right, to his face. No. He's seen stuff that he did. He looked at him and said, nah, no. Now, we can all relate to that because we're all sinners. Yeah. We, I'm not going to sit no. here and tell you that if Jesus is in my face right now, I'll be like, oh, yes, yes, Jesus. No, because we saw Peter do the same thing, and I'm the least of these. Yes. <laughs> Peter told, nope, 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 nope. Like, right? I don't know this guy. Three times. Yeah. He got belligerent with it. Yeah, like, nah, no. I ain't going to tell you no more. 
Right? So, but that's why we have to constantly be in this word so therefore we can be ready to be on it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. And I'm, I just want to leave it with this. So we know that Jesus is our high priest. So, remember, he came to earth as a human being. So, therefore, he understands our weakness and shows mercy to us because he has once and for all paid the penalty for our sins by his own sacrificial death. Propitiation. That's what it's called, right? Which is the action or, or, or redeeming or bringing something back into good favor, right? The act of gaining or regaining the favor or goodwill of someone or something which is the same thing of bringing back the reconciliation of the children back to the father's house as the firstborn. Mm -hmm. I just want you to hear that. He has once, once, not two, not two, once and for all, again, prophetic future. Mm -hmm. Not, to, just, not it, just a little bit. Not just a little bit. Not till tw two, you know, 2035 for all time until I come back and redeem earth. I have paid the penalty once I went. I made one payment, and and I covered for everything. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It, we can live till it's thirty thirty five, and he's already and it's still covered. Payment still good. I ain't gonna be here. Return on that, man. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying. So I just want you to leave with that, and let and, and that's what we have to really rest in and trust that that once and for all payment covers us too. It covers me and you, the least of these. It covers me when I'm struggling with pornography. It covers it covers me when I'm out there cussing people out. It covers me when I'm angry. It covers me when I'm depressed. It covers me when I'm I'm struggling. It covers me when I'm addicted. It covers me when I I, I don't trust God. It covers me when I'm tired of God. It covers me when I don't feel like doing it anymore. It covers me when I go astray. It covers me when I, 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 I'm depressed. It covers me in all situations. Once and for all, if we do what. Choose to follow Christ. Choose, say it, say it with confidence. Choose to follow Christ. Yes. If we choose Christ, once and for all paid. So no matter how much and how bad and how ugly I may seem to him, I'm only ugly when I'm in my own human flesh. But when I accept Christ, I now take on the Christly form in the spirit and in the flesh. And God sees perfection. Yes. Mic drop. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. That banjo. That it's guitar. about that that's time, that, that's people. That's a guitar. It ain't a banjo. You know the distinct banjo sound. That's a guitar right that's here. That's a guitar. We're playing that sound. Okay. It's about that time, people. So just want to let y'all know. Continue to get in the word. And then be, begin that restoration rebuilding time. We love y'all. Love y'all, man. Appreciate it. Everybody, peace out. Peace. Peace.